0: On the edge of space, before time began, there was only the Hubverse. Sprocketeers avenged clarity, they dismantled obscurity, they danced when the flywheel spun. Here we bring you the stories and the journeys to becoming the HubSpot Super Admin. (laughs) (laughs) off to a good start already yeah welcome to the becoming a hubspot super admin podcast where we're championing the hubspot super admin today we're here with max and we'll start with max's spirit animal
1: oh great you want my spirit animal um well what's up everybody i'm max um my spirit animal It would probably have to be, I don't know, a lion or something. (laughs) Probably just because I'm a Leo and that's the only one I can think of. But, like, I'm into lions, you know what I mean? They're, like, strong, but, like, they also seem like they're pretty good cuddlers. And, like, when I have, like, really long hair, it's kind of like a lion's mane. I don't know, man. I can't think of a cooler animal. And I'm going to go with that because I'm a Leo.
0: (laughs) Is that, like, Simba vibes? Yes,
1: yes. I'm a big Lion King fan. Yeah, dude, call me Simba. (laughs) I'm all about it. I'll be the Simba of Inbound any day of the week.
0: Let's go. (laughs) Max Cohen is definitely one of those people that if you're anything HubSpot, you want to be following and knowing about and uh, making sure that you're keeping up to date on. And so let's hear from Max about uh, what he's doing now and just a couple statements defining your current role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, beyond making really stupid videos (laughs) on TikTok, which is not anything related to my job whatsoever, I just, you know... I always call HubSpot my favorite video game because I love you know, playing with HubSpot and doing stuff with HubSpot. But um, I have worked at HubSpot for the past, oh man, it was six years in December. Um, and today at the current moment, uh, and I plan on doing it for a very long time because I love it. Um, I am a solutions engineer on our pre-sales team. Um, engineer is a very generous title for me. <laughs> i might be the farthest thing from an engineer you've ever met in your entire life um i'm probably closer to a train engineer than a software engineer um but a solutions engineer what we do on the pre-sales team is we um are there to be like strategic partners on deals um for folks when they're evaluating hubspot right so Mm -hmm. you know if i'm a sales rep and I have a customer evaluating HubSpot and it's like, a you know, a, a you know, there's a certain MRR threshold and stuff like that. But, you know, if the if the deal requires, you know, a more technical conversation around our APIs or integrations or functionality within the tool um, or, you know, strategy, right, um, right. We'll typically get brought on as strategic partners to help that, you know, customer evaluate HubSpot and and get the deal over the finish line in a way that benefits everybody. Um, you know, so we're, we're there not only to be like advocates for the rep, but advocates for the product and advocates for the customer and making sure everyone's well taken care of. Um, so we, we do more than just like get on calls and talk about technical stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I do my fair bit of that. Absolutely. But, you know, oftentimes I'm working with reps on like how they're positioning or explaining tools or, you know, how to, you know, the easiest way to understand the whole point of different hubs or, you know, stuff like that, right. doing a lot of explaining what operations hub is lately which is like a super fun <laughs> one and confusing to a lot of people but also like is just the simplest thing ever if you just really look at it so um it's awesome man I'm having so much fun I get to have really cool conversations about the the product I get to be really close to the product team um I'm working with just like the smartest group of people I've ever worked with um you know and that's gone for every single team I've worked with at HubSpot but but this team is is amazing um, and I love it. I feel really at home here. It's it's super great. I'm having a ton of fun. But yeah, solutions engineer, sales team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bam, pow. Bam. That's what it is. Sap. <laughs> yeah. Mad simple. Yep. It makes sense that as you can open up HubSpot and you can start using it, and there are some basic tools, even free tools that you could just use. Yeah. It makes sense, though, that as you start to build out these solutions engineers like yourself want to start integrating all of these systems as it grows bigger and bigger and just yeah. by nature more complex.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean like it's you know, HubSpot is is both incredibly simple yet can be incredibly complex at the same time just depending on the angle in which you view it, I think, right? So Heard. um it's it's fun to go in and take something that at face value seems Way too complex, and then making it like much easier for everyone to understand and, and feel comfortable, you know, making a decision around, right? So, love yeah, it. HubSpot's super interesting, and that's why I love talking about it. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> all right. So, now we know where you sit today and where yep. that is. Let's go back. What got you on this trajectory? What sparked your HubSpot yeah. life? Funny Tell story. us that story.
1: Funny story. So I went to UMass Dartmouth uh, to get a degree in marketing. After I didn't get into any other school, (laughs) I wanted to originally wanted to go to school for film. Now making TikToks, which is just, I guess, life's funny way of just saying, you idiot." You made it. Uh, Yeah, I made it, (laughs) ma. Right. Um, So I wanted to go to school for film. It didn't work out. Went to school for marketing. Had to pick a major. Chose marketing because it seemed like you know generically business enough that I could get a job somehow after, you know, college. And I guess I just really wanted to enjoy college, but I kind of, I, I really liked the marketing and sales stuff. I, I really, you know, kind of grew to love it as I learned more and more about it. And, um, I graduated in, in 2010 and I went right back for my master's. So this is important. This is why I'm telling this whole video you'll, you'll see it in a minute. Went right back for my masters because um, mm-hmm. none of my friends graduated. <laughs> I wanted an extra year of college, but I also was like, I don't know, I don't even know if this was an educated uh, uh, outlook or anything. But I had convinced myself, you know, that there was no jobs available, and like a marketing degree at that point kind of felt like a college, like a you know, a high school diploma, or at least I had convinced. This is the argument I made for myself. Sure. I don't know right. exactly how it actually was. Right. right? I was interpreting the world at that point. And I was like, you know what? I I don't think I'd want to do it later. So I might as well, if I want to get my MBA, I may as well try to do it right now. Because mm-hmm. uh not HubSpot. <laughs> UMass Dartmouth like had a good MBA program. They had a good like business college there. I was, you know, in the the mode of learning. And right. all my friends would be there if I went back, right? So it was like, Just hey, senior year 2 let Let's go, right? I was I was super into it. One of the classes that I took for um, for for this this MBA was called an interactive marketing course, and it was taught by this gentleman named Dr. Steve White. And Steve White was one of my marketing professors throughout all four years. So every every you know, there was always a couple of marketing classes I took every year that Steve White was the he was the professor for, right? Mm-hmm. Tracking. Yep. So this is where it got interesting so day one after the summer bro comes in hot and heavy very first class and he goes i see a lot of faces that have had over the past four years getting your marketing undergrads uh, or marketing undergraduate degree like something along those lines it's like i've seen a lot of you in my classes and i know i've i've taught you a lot about marketing and what I he said. What I want you to do is, I want you to forget everything I ever taught you, <laughs> because inbound marketing is the future.
0: And I'm just sitting there.
1: And apparently this summer he he saw the light and like wow he saw the light and you know he became indoctrinated in inbound marketing. Bro went hard. He went in. <laughs> He drank the orange Kool-Aid, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of funny because on one hand, I was sitting there just like, oh, you mean all that stuff? I just spent 80 grand learning from you? <laughs> you just told me that it's all useless? Like, what? And so it was – but it was good, though, because in order for right. me to, like, appreciate inbound marketing, I I didn't have any, like, work experience, like, as a marketer. I still don't today, by the way. We can – that's a whole other thread we'll pull later. <laughs> but, like, I didn't have – the experience of being a marketer but i got the education of at least what it was like so it was good because then when i learned about inbound marketing through this course that we we kind of did together um i had i had something to appreciate that it was like opposed to right like right. i understood right. what it was actually like revolutionizing and what the antithesis of it was right so if that's did, the right were they way pushing
0: to say the four p's then still Oh, the four P's were definitely part of it. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then, and then that was more in my undergrad. Right. And then, then Dr. Steve White came in, came in swinging (laughs) with inbound and he's like inbound is the future. And so it was good because like, I was able to understand the difference between inbound and outbound without having been in like a more outbound, like marketing role. Right. So it was, it was good because I don't think I ever would have been able to make the argument of inbound versus you know whatever the alternative was like traditional mm-hmm. advertising or whatever had i not at least gotten that like education in it right understood so that that helped but part of that course was that we had to complete the inbound marketing certification wow so that's where i first got <laughs> uh, a taste of the orange juice if you will that's where i first the saw and it was funny like you know i i got my certification and then like first thing i did when i was like getting out of college i put it in my gmail and just in like a uh, signature I'm an, in, I'm an inbound marketing certified professional <laughs> like whatever i thought that was at that point in time like i don't even know if i fully grasped <laughs> but I, I still thought like inbound marketing just meant social media marketing which like no right it's so much more than that You're um, done. Max, Yeah, right? exactly. you
0: got the certification now hey. you can do anything Hey, you got a Twitter account? Share some
1: secrets. Like that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like it, I didn't think it was. You know, I, I didn't really get it until I started working here. Right. right. Um But so so that's like where it kind of started. That spark got reignited after I was working at Apple. So I I graduate college. Mm. I start my master's. I eventually finish my master's, but I was working at a, as a camp counselor at the time. Mm-hmm. Tried to get a bunch of uh, jobs, like marketing jobs. One I, I I at like a an airplane part company. Another one at somewhere. I can't even remember where I applied, honestly. Well, you
0: probably had so many offers from that email footer. You just couldn't. Yeah. Prioritize yeah. all of them.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. I had zero. It was like so many <laughs> to get through. It was sick um okay. So you're doing
0: some of those jobs and then all of a sudden so trying a to counselor. find those jobs.
1: Well, no, I was. So I've been a camp counselor my whole life, right? I was okay. still doing that, but I was trying to get into like my first marketing job. Couldn't find anything, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Still kind of working on my master's, but my dad who was the original one who was just like, hey, maybe maybe try UMass Dartmouth since you're not getting into anywhere else, right? And this is this, before UMass Dartmouth was actually like a desirable school to go to, <laughs> right? And he was like, why don't you go work at Apple, at the Apple store, not Apple corporate, at the Apple store? Because my dad was a huge Apple guy and he was a real big fan of the Apple store, okay. right? So he, we always loved going to the Apple store and that was like super fun and everything. And I was like, I mean, I guess if it gets me out of working, you know, at the YMCA being a camp counselor again, right, like I might as well do it and it'll be like a nice in-between thing, whatever. So I go to work at the Apple store, I get a job there. And in the orientation, they have this thing called a business specialist. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's basically a B2B sales role that sits within, um, you know, uh, within, within the store, within the store. Yeah, we were. A bunch of, you know, okay. uh, a bunch of dudes walking rocking around in black polos being like, would you like to use Apple computers in your business? Like it was, it was Apple had just a fantasy idea of like how they wanted to do this in the store. But anyway, the reason this is important is I had a colleague there. Uh, he's still one of my best friends to this day. This gentleman named Herman Diesla. So Herman, if you're watching, love you, bud. Um, he jumped ship, got out of Apple, went and worked at HubSpot. And I was like, "Oh, so, I know HubSpot. Gotcha." <laughs> so I stayed at Apple for like four years, four and a half years ish, right? And maybe a, maybe a little less than that. I'm not sure. Um, probably like four years. Mm-hmm. Too many things happened there because yeah, I was doing B two B sales, but like the managers were managing a retail store, so it was still kind of sure. like right. You were it was it was like you were getting babysat, right? Uh, but this is where I first had my like um this was my first exposure to like a CRM tool right we had at this, Apple in the store at Apple at Apple okay. we had our okay. own homegrown garbage ass CRM tool called engage <laughs> and engage had it had it had intros which were like leads uh, it had contacts companies, and opportunity objects,
0: right? Okay. And it was just this awful. Was like, it spelled normal or was it spelled funny? No,
1: it was, it was just called Engage, but okay. it was like okay. this awful like CRM layer on top of like SAP or whatever their ERP system was in the back. I sure. can't remember. Nightmare. It was terrible. <laughs> um. So like when I came across HubSpot CRM, you know, it was like, oh, this is a, a a a breath of fresh air, right? But you know, I got to experience what a bad CRM was, right? And then. Right you know, a good one. And at the time, HubSpot serum was very new, right? But anyway, so my buddy Herman really liked it. He was working in support and he was the one who actually like referred me and I got rejected like three times, but I eventually got a job at HubSpot. (laughs) What was your first job? Which is cool. So my first job at HubSpot um, and arguably the one that like really well, I mean, both roles kind of really prepped me for what I'm doing, but um, the one that really made me fall in love with HubSpot was my first role. Um, and that was a, at the time it was called an implementation specialist. So today you all know these lovely folks as customer onboarding specialists. So back then when we were just a marketing tool, you know, my job was to get people up and running on the, on the marketing like pro and above tools. Right. right. So like, right. That's all the, the CRM was still like a free CRM the sales tools were like sidekick just transitioning into hubspot sales like eventually right so like they mm-hmm. were that sidekick exists but it's eventually going to become hubspot sales and it's going to be its own hub type thing so like that's that's kind of where i came into the mix um you know we still had other people consulting on how to do the crm part of hubspot but <laughs> primarily it was it was all about marketing fantastic marketing hub right so I would go, and and I got kind of passionate about it. Like, like, I was really, really into <laughs> Wait, it. you? Was, yeah, me. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, pretty loud, <laughs> too. <laughs> but, like, it's only because, like, I saw the the great benefit of customers who really took it and, and, and took it very seriously mm-hmm. and took advantage of the opportunity and the blessing to be able to afford software like that. Right. Yep, yep. And actually do something with it. Right. Like get a really great content machine off the ground. Get a really good inbound, you know, machine going and really make like a, you know, a transformational change in their business. I got to see that. But then I also that's got to see the people cool. who didn't do anything. And those were the that's uh... where like a lot of my passion came from. Because I saw what people could do when they took it seriously. And then I saw people squander opportunities and I was like, Yeah, ah, everyone needs to know Wait. this. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's where all my uh, chutzpah, if you will, comes from when it comes to talking about a lot of this stuff. I would go straight up Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares on people's marketing strategy. Yes, chef. I'd be yelling at people. I'd be like, no, don't do this. You're not going to do this. We're going to do it this way. And so I was a little, honestly, I was probably a little bit more brash than I should have been. But like, I was lucky because I felt like I was in a role where I could like, really, really do what I thought was best for my customers. Right. Mm -hmm. I liked Apple because of that, because Apple was very much, yeah, it was a retail store, but we weren't shoving product down people's
0: throats. Right. You were helping customers.
1: Yep. Pretty empowered to actually help people. Right. So what was cool about HubSpot is that it had all of the good of Apple, but like none of the bad, I got (sighs) to be treated like an adult. I got to make my own schedule. I got to, you know, work from home when I needed to like, they, trusted me i had a lot of autonomy whereas at apple i was a, a child at a daycare center you know what i mean understood um so that was that was tough but yeah implementation specialist for the first say two and a half to three years ish and then we kind of moved on past there i don't know how how much of the in between you want but i got some in between yeah. for you too all right
0: <laughs> so yeah so for sure the the milestones along the way are a big one because yep you have you have this whole like Steve giving you your undergrad, and here's the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now we yeah, yeah. <laughs> masters, forget all that. Yeah, yeah, Her- yeah. Apple's giving you here's how the world works. Yeah. Herman's like, but this thing over here, and yeah. you go over there, and it's like, well, wait, yep. this is great. I'm an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now here's a big milestone I, I missed. I, I left out of the equation when I did training. So when I was when I was going through my own new hire training before I was an implementation specialist, huge milestone for me there was I failed my new hire presentation. Wow. Bombed it. I thought I was doing great. Wasn't doing good. This is back (laughs) when they had that. We don't have the new hire presentation anymore. Um, You know, I was I was on the L&D team as we kind of ushered that out the door. But um, this is back when you had to do like a whole presentation. You had to build a business from the ground up. You had to do a whole bunch of crazy SEO stuff. It was very marketing focused, things like that. Okay, I bombed my new hire presentation, and the train the, the one of the trainers, Alex Croninger, who eventually became one of my bosses, um, you know, she gave me some 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 big time feedback on my presentation. You heard remember, it. it was it was MK and it was it was Alex and and the, I was up here, and at the end of that presentation, I was just I was I, I was destroyed because I thought like I knew it. Right. I thought right. I understood the inbound stuff like I had gotten certified four years before <laughs> I knew all about business that came from Apple. All this inbound stuff's easy, but I thought, no, I didn't know it. And that was really cool because that gave me a wicked kick in my ass. And it was probably like the most transformational like experience I've ever had at HubSpot because it it humbled the shit out of me. And it that's awesome. It, it really made me go like, you actually got to like go learn about this stuff because like you don't understand it. Right,
0: right, as right. Well there's the regurgitation yep. aspect yep. of I know facts. Yes. Then there's the implementation of applying those things to a situation. Uh-huh. And that's what they were yeah. asking you to do, it, it sounds yeah. like.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like, so, was like, so I was like, all right, I really, really got to know this stuff. But I also really loved training when I went through it. And I was like, man, I could like see myself doing something like this one day, right? Now, right. you know, fast forward through all my time working with customers, but like, I slowly learned about myself is that I wanted to, I really loved teaching HubSpot mm-hmm. the, the product and the strategy of inbound, right? So like, you know, I loved inbound marketing or inbound as a strategy. I loved HubSpot. I loved how they were kind of built to complement each other in a number of different ways. And I loved mm-hmm. like teaching that and explaining that to people, right? Right. So I was like, oh, like I kind of want to do this you know, like, like, I wanted to just like, how can I have like a, a like a thing. you know, a better impact where I can keep doing this. And I didn't know how to put this into words. I didn't really know sure. why I wanted to be a trainer, but I yeah. knew I wanted to like teach HubSpot to people. So my friend Nick Congelosi, who's another big kind of figure at HubSpot, like a figure in my HubSpot journey. He actually came to HubSpot with me from Apple, from the same store. <laughs> that I came from. He used to be one of my managers. It's just
0: a funnel from this Apple yeah. store out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's kind of funny. So we both left that same <laughs> yeah. Apple store at the same time, both joined HubSpot the same day in the same training class and everything. He actually started as a customer trainer. Then he became a, a the product trainer, one of the product trainers in the L&D team. And I wanted to do that job too. Yeah. So I eventually applied and he kind of like helped me work through like what I wanted to, like why I wanted to do it. Right. Which I think was like really in line with kind of what he what he wanted to because he was kind of talking through it. And I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to do. But he helped me kind of figure out that, like, yeah, I wanted to have like a bigger impact and get people like as jazzed up about mm-hmm. HubSpot as, as I was. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was super excited about the tool, the product, the strategy, right. all that kind of stuff. But I want everyone else to come in with the same tenacity being like HubSpot <laughs> is the shit. Let's. Let's do this, right? And you're so handing like, over
0: the Kool-Aid to everyone. Yeah. yeah, I was
1: like, man, if I could pass out that Kool-Aid at the beginning of everyone's HubSpot journey, like sign me up. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> right. right at
0: the table, you're just here's your Kool-Aid. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Your Kool-Aid. Here
1: you here's your Kool-Aid. T- here's your T-shirt and your Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, flywheel go burnt, right? So like,
0: yeah. I
1: was, I was, I was super pumped. So I um i joined at the same time um with my colleague jill Noonan, who was another one of the, the product trainers there jill newton um, i think she came from the partner side of the, she did she was a she, i think she was a partner manager or something like that um and we both started at the same time i think she started like a month before me or something like that but i was on that team with her um you know kind of running running the new hire trainings so we had this mm-hmm. program called hubspot foundations we ran that for a while and that was like Every HubSpotters, you know, first, you know, week or two at HubSpot, you know, that oh, was the okay. training you went through. So we trained all around about the tool front to back. Not like, you know, not, nothing crazy too deep, but like, you know, giving everyone a good like understanding of like what HubSpot does, what the inbound methodology is. We talked about strategy a lot, things like
0: that. Right, right. It's a good level um, set. Everyone yeah. on the same page.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, so we, we, we did that for, I was on that team for Three, maybe three and a half years, or something like that, um, and then so eventually it kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, and this is interesting because, I, you know, I think HubSpot's a great place to go work if you if you either really like doing something and you want to do it for a long time, or if you want to experiment with stuff. Right? I had no sure. intentions of being in a learning and development career, right? Yet I found myself in one, right. Mm-hmm. And then I also told myself in all the time I worked in services and all the time I worked as a trainer, after my experience at Apple, I was like, I'm never going back into B2B sales again.
0: Uh, Yeah. Right.
1: Oops. I did. Right. And of course, like life changed things happened. but like, you know, big things for me was like, I kind of got to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm probably as good of a trainer or a facilitator as I have any interest in being right Like you would not catch me dead going to, you know, another SaaS company, let's say to go be a trainer, or you wouldn't Mm -hmm. find me being a trainer at some other company just so I could be a trainer. Like, you know, I liked training HubSpot. That was my, that was my jam. Right. And my passion center comes from the subject matter. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like me and my manager were having like a lot of honest conversations and, you know um one day alex was just like you ever thought of being a solutions engineer so alex croner she was my manager when i was i was a trainer there um and i was like you know i never really thought of it but like i don't want to work in sales and she's like well i mean i think you'd probably be like pretty good at it you know what i mean like you love talking about hubspot like you have you know and and you need to make more money too cuz sure. in the time that i was a i was a trainer i had two daughters right yeah, a couple kids yeah so for the first time in my life i really had to care about how much money i was making
0: right yeah and right. like comparatively sales, now.
1: sales to learning and development, you make more money in sales. <laughs> right. You yeah, know? yeah. And so we were at that point where it's like, you know, I don't really know how much more of the L and D route I want to go down. That's like not HubSpot related. Um, I, I know I want a job where I want to keep talking about HubSpot and I know I need to make more money. Right. Um, but I don't want to be in like a closing role and st- you know, she, she really was the one that like pushed me out of my comfort zone, which was another wow. thing. Like I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I was very right, comfortable right. not being in sales. Sales is not my comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I needed a, a good, you know, sort of place to place to go. And she was the one who originally recommended it. And then one day I was talking to Nick Conjolosi about it. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I want to kind of figure out what my next thing. Is. He's just like, he's like, what about solutions engineer? Like, <laughs> All right. I'm like, you're the second person that said that yeah (laughs) yeah and uh i was like well i just don't want to be in sales he goes why and i go oh i guess i don't really have an answer for that right um and so you know a little more convincing from alex's end to to make the jump because i was terrified of it obviously um you know and i eventually did and it was like the best decision i ever made like i'm having the time of my life like Being able to work with customers like when they're evaluating HubSpot and they're wondering what's possible and, you know, they're in such a tough place with technology now. And, you know, I can show them the actual ways that they can get to a place where it's easier for them to manage all of this stuff and they can reduce the amount of systems that they're using, keep using some of their favorite ones and -hmm. and how to do that. Um, It's awesome, man. It's It's a great it's a, it's just it's a great role for like what I want to do in the conversations I like to have, and right. also like I like getting people gassed up about HubSpot, and like that should be happening in the sales process too, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a it's a convergence of everything I love. Yeah. About it, HubSpot. It totally yeah. sounds like
0: that, Max. That yeah, it's kind of all you want to do wrapped into one. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> the flywheel analogy, mm-hmm. but the, this like vortex of. You picked up a little of this, you picked up a little of that, you picked this up and then you had the conversation and you started yeah. to just zero it in.
1: Yeah. 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 And then it just, uh, it went down the funnel, if you will. Right. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird toilet analogy here, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll
0: stay away from that. If you're in Australia, I think it's going this way. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to <laughs> clarify all of yep. our listeners in Australia. Yep. <laughs> the, It does make sense. You 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 do take so well to listening and understanding and then Mm -hmm. probing to make sure that you understand and then just taking that and translating it and not just translating it one for one. Mm -hmm. I feel like whenever, um, last we had a conversation, you were just able to talk about a thing the way I needed to hear it. Yeah. So you might talk about the same thing, but you're talking to a particular person. And so you tailor that message to your audience. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And
1: yeah. And you have to I, do that as an SC, too, because like it's you're you're talking to so many different people, right? With so many different levels of understanding around the subject matter, so many different intentions, like coming into the right. calls, uh, all these different, you know, issues and other stuff that they're dealing with. So, like, you know, that's the other part I love about it. It's like not every single time I work a deal, it, they're all their own special snowflake and it's never the same thing. It so <laughs> keeps you on your toes. It's It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like lots of conversations along the way, and and just looking at yourself in reflection of the patterns, mm-hmm. of the things you enjoy and the things that you find success in. Are yep. there some other steps between between the goalposts, so to speak? Um, trying to hit think, the big
1: ones. I think that's like the big ones that kind of got me to where I am now. Um, You know, we had this other thing that we wanted to talk about, and i I, I f- forgive me if'm I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but like you, you were gonna talk about positive influences like along the way and, and things like that. So I think like you know there is there's is the story arc that kind of brought me to being like an, an se which is which is fun um, but then also there's like you know what I mean why the hell do you have me on the podcast right now anyway, right? It's mm-hmm. probably because you found me through a lot of the content I've been putting out there, right? Right, that in itself was kind of like a big thing for me. Even though it doesn't have anything to do with my job at HubSpot, right? This is just stuff that I do because I'm passionate about HubSpot. I'm a I'm a fan, right? I'm I'm lucky enough to get to work for HubSpot, but I'm a I'm a big fan of of HubSpot and inbound, which is why I make the content that I make.
0: Right? I think lots um, of people would be surprised. So let, let's just be clear: this is not for Max's job. The content the, you see online. No. Is because no. he personally is a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> yep. I just love,
1: it. I mean, I'm, I'm it's lucky. Amazing. I get to, I'm lucky. The stuff that I, I feel passionate about and making content about is also like the place they get to work at. Like, that's cool. Right. Like, I think that's pretty neat. Um, You know, but I think the other kind of interesting part about that is that me putting that content out there is also like me coming to a place where like, I spent my entire life being very quiet about expressing myself, if you will. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is me just getting to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Like I'm putting myself out there, you know what I mean? And yep. and I want to go ahead and like, just yep. put my content out there into the world. And if people like it, great. If they don't cool, I don't care. Like I need some sort of, uh, I needed some sort of um, creative outlet, right? An outlet. And, Right. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of this started during the pandemic, right? And I think, you know, part of it was like me going, oh, you know, like, it, it, you know, I was able to influence a lot of folks through training because mm-hmm. I was getting in front of a lot of new hires. That's going away. So, how do I have a scalable way to get people excited about HubSpot?
0: Right, right, right. Where do oh, I put that now? I have this oh, thing. Where do I put that? <laughs> oh, it's TikTok. <laughs> You know what I mean? And tick that's tack.
1: like, oh, TikTok. Oh, it'll oh, do a stupid dance on TikTok. Here we go. Oh, sweet. And, and it kind of took off from there. Now, you know, you're gonna ask like about like a mentor, manager, or, like someone who had a positive influence on me, right? And
0: yeah, people. Which yeah. you've already mentioned, right? You've already mentioned Steve yes. and Alex and, and Herman. Yep,
1: yep, yep. And so I've had a lot of wonderful people I've worked with at HubSpot. Yeah. Um, really kind of profound one that I want to mention because you're gonna have them on the show is George. So yes. George B. Thomas, if anyone doesn't know George B. Thomas, so George B. Thomas works at impulse creative and George is like the person the outside guy. of HubSpot when it comes to like creating content about HubSpot and George, I really look up to George. I love George. He's just one of the nicest humans I've I've ever like been able to interact with. It's just a nice He's, human. Yep. He is. And he is the only person out there that I've been like, oh, there is someone out there just like me who's like wicked into this stuff and super jolly about it and, you know, really super yeah. passionate and wants to make yeah. video content about it. Right. Yeah. So, like, I saw a lot of myself in George. Right. Which was which was super cool. Um, But I was having a really profound conversation with George one time and George really, really helped me kind of. Through like a rough patch, I was going through when it when I really started creating a lot of this content, right? This is before me and George, like I actually me and George were working together like more so um like when I was still a trainer. The TikTok okay. stuff happened after um me and George were already kind of like buddies and doing some podcast Connected. stuff and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a point where I was like putting out a lot of content and you know, I started to get really, really, really down on myself because kind of like I said before, um, I I came to this, this, I mean, HubSpot's the only place I've worked besides Apple out of college. That's like a professional like job. Sure. Has anything to do with marketing sales or or service in any way. Right. And so, you know, I started like telling myself. Yeah. Getting in my head when I was like, hey, I was like, hey, dude, hey, hey, dude you've what do you know like, do What do you know what 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 what, what who where, are you? Where do you get the right to go out and because essentially i I was sitting here just like, okay, I've spent the past x amount of years in my career teaching people how to grow businesses, scale sales teams, do really good marketing uh mm-hmm. you know or do inbound marketing. Uh, you know, set up customer service and success teams and tactics and, like, all this crazy stuff, I've done none of that myself. (laughs) All of the information I give and the um, opinions I have and the stuff that I've learned has all come from experiencing it vicariously through the customers I worked with when I was onboarding folks, right? So, Uh you know, a lot of it wasn't from, you know, uh, experience I had doing those things. It was experiences I went through helping my customers figure those things out. Yep. Right? And eventually, yep. like, you know, I, I gained a pretty healthy understanding of it. But I kept telling myself, bro, you don't know anything because you've never been in these roles. So, like, why do you have the right to make content about this stuff?
0: That's and amazing. And so I was, telling,
1: I was telling this to George. I was like, George, because uh, we just did, like, a, you know, we were just hanging on Zoom one day. I was like, George, yeah. I'm having, like, a I'm having a crisis, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I spent the past X amount of years telling people to do this, do that. I've done none of these things. Like, why am I, what am I doing? And he looked at me and he's like, all right, like this dude, this is the craziest shit, shit that anyone's ever said to me. He says, all right, let me ask you this. He's like, who trains the astronauts? And I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? He's like, (laughs) when the first astronauts went up into space, who taught them what space was going to be like? And I was like, the astronaut trainers. And he's like, (laughs) yeah. And he's like, are those people astronauts? Have they been to space? And I go, no. And he's like, now, do you think Buzz Aldrin and all those other people that have been to space come down and then train other astronauts Or do you think there's people that do that for him? And I'm like, I think there's people that do that for him. He's like, do you think they've been to space? I'm like, probably not all of them. He's like, yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) He's like you could still be a trainer and not having done that thing before. That's like it's beautiful. okay. They did their research, right? That's beautiful. And they learned and they made a lot of educated guesses, especially the first people who were like, Hey, first person going to space. When you go up into space, it's going to be like this. How do we know? <laughs> I don't know. We did a bunch of math and shit and figured it out. Right. Like, and it's our best right. guess. You know what That's I mean? Right. Like, you know, we're like going the, with it. Exactly. Right. And I was like, Oh shit, yeah. I should probably stop telling myself, like, oh, I can't put my opinion out there because I haven't done X, Y, or Z. Like, right. if it makes sense, I can put it out there and people can either listen or not. Right. So he he has just been this Kudos, massively, George. Yeah. George, I love you, George. George is great. We he's love just you, been George. this massive, massive kind of not only great influence on like the inbound community because he does a bunch of public speaking. He's that guy puts out more video than I, I can't even. Right. I I can't even fathom how much video he puts out but also just like on me in general just as just great friend just amazing mentor like that conversation is one that will stick with me forever you know what I mean because like that was what I needed to like rip myself out of this just misery pit of like self doubt and and despair and just be like dude, just just go do your thing you know what I mean and if people like it, it they like it if they don't they don't who cares you know what I mean? And so that was super cool. So, George, if you're watching, awesome love you, story. buddy. Thanks for that little pep talk. I needed it. But yeah, man. That's
0: George. George B. Thomas. Yes. The man. Mm-hmm. The person to go to. The go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the go. The goated go-to. The right. go to. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the gilded goated go to. Gilded
1: goated go to goat. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, let's uh, let's keep moving on here. We have mm-hmm. uh, our our final wrap up with uh, between the goalposts. We've gone from where you're at to where the arc started. A couple milestones mm-hmm. in between. Talk through yeah. George. Now let's yep. hear about ten years from now, Max. There's this oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. this ten years from now, Max. He's out there. Yeah. What does ten years from now, Max, say to current Max right here, right now? Yeah. What does he say? And what is he talking about?
1: Yo, this one's tough. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not special. I'm going through stuff just like everybody else is going through stuff, especially in this, you know, crazy pin like, you know, pandemic that we're either still in, just getting out of, or in some sort of lull, like who knows kind of where we're at with that. But, you know, I've been going through some stuff lately. And it's 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 really tough. We're not gonna harp about it too much on the show, but you know, I would hope the ten years from me now, Max would look at the one today that's going through it all and what would they say? I think he said it's a good thing you tried as hard as you did, I guess. Or something along those lines, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. see how it all paid off or something like that. That's what I'm hoping. The ten years from from now, me is is gonna say to me one day when I go remember this in twenty thirty see how it all yeah. see how
0: it all paid off. Yeah, look see at all that work you put in. Yeah, look at what you
1: did. Right, so I'm, you know, I'm hoping whatever it is that I need to do, I'm I'm able to muscle up the the courage, the the willpower, the strength, the whatever it is that's that's needed to kind of get me through what's going on right now. But you know. I'm, uh, I'm practicing positivity, my man. So that's 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 what I'm hoping for.
0: We're with you, Max. We yeah. believe in you.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Before we close it out, uh, over the next ten years, tell the people where they can find you and yeah. track your progress.
1: Man, if I'm doing tech talk in ten years, I'm <laughs> I screwed something up. But I, if you want if you want access to my. Uh, my my goofy HubSpot adjacent inbound adjacent uh, content. You you can find me on TikTok at official Max Cohen. Um, why it's official, I have no idea. I just think it's the official. It's just it's just. <laughs> I just think it's goofy. Just because yeah. I don't even have a thousand followers on there yet, I call it official. It's hysterical. Um, yeah, official Max Cohen on 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 TikTok, on Twitter. Even though I never go on Twitter. Uh, but mm-hmm. most of my content from TikTok, I cross post on LinkedIn, and that's where I I'm, I'm the most active. So, just just connect with me on LinkedIn if you ever want to nerd out about HubSpot or you want some advice or you want to get my take on something. More than happy to give it. And um, yeah, I'm just I, I'll be the one just uh, polluting your 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 LinkedIn <laughs> feed with feed. a bunch of goofy a bunch of goofy TikTok. About, <laughs> inbound and HubSpot. So that's where you can go find find
0: Max Cohen on LinkedIn, M-A-X-C-O-H-E-N. You can see all the postings and he can uh, sprinkle your feed with some surprise and delight along the way. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, Lots of (laughs) of surprise. (laughs) 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 Surprise is one way to say it. Max, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Tell us, are you a HubSpot super admin?
1: Um, you know, if I, I mean, I, I, I hope that I could be one if, if Someday I, when you grow up? Yeah, I mean if I if I if I wasn't working at HubSpot, I feel like that is the type of job that I would I would seek out, right? You know, it's it's and I think I've got some coming to terms on myself, like, you know, with uh uh the idea of, of the HubSpot admin. Um, you know, I very much kind of grew up on the idea that like you don't need an admin, right? You can the common the common person can do it. Um but you know, what's cool is like you start to see businesses doing more and more and more and more and more with HubSpot. It starts to, you know, justify the need for a HubSpot admin, which is like a really exciting thing to see like the the growth of the tool and how it's like starting to, you know, reach up market and everything way better than than it was before. It's just super cool. So I'm I'm super excited about it. And yeah, one day maybe I'll be one or I'll keep being an S C. Either way, I'm gonna love HubSpot. I'll be a super something. <laughs>
0: Either way, it's HubSpot related, is the point. Yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. For sure. Cool, oh, man. Thanks, Max. Hey, thanks for having me. That was super fun. And uh, yeah, keep on uh, uh, growing better, as they say. Grow better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming the HubSpot Super Admin podcast is available at HubSpotsuperadmin.com or wherever you get your podcast.